Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back to the lair. <laughs> this is Aaron, and this is Preston. Say hi. 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 There. Anyways, yeah, hi. How you doing? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And another announcement, you guys already know it's gonna be on YouTube, but I have another announcement. I've been thinking about it. And... Eventually, I will allow submission, submitted stories that we will do on the podcast from you guys. So, that is a major announcement. So, yeah. Eventually, I'll probably have my email or something. So, then you can, sub- you can, sub- you can send, like, emails to me that are, like, the stories. Better not be some sketchy person. Because I will find you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Eggs. Eggs. Oh yeah, our incubators. No, we're we. They already hatched. Oh. They're sleeping right now. <laughs> he he's having some memory loss because uh, he's been away for a little bit. I've had to take care of them for for this whole week because he had to leave for for a while just to relax. So. And also, he's the one who gathers resources most of the time. Yeah. And also, he catches a disease while he was traveling as well, so he's recovering from that. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. I can tell the first story because... Alright. Adjectives, nouns, anything? Words, in general. Uh, a kit of unluckiness. That's, I don't even think unluckiness is a word, but it is now. The kit of unluckiness. No, the unlucky kit. We can go with that, too. Yeah. Anyways. Like I said, there will be submissions and all of that. So, yeah, back to this actual story. So, yeah. The kit Un- of unluckiness. Or the unlucky kit. You can call it either of those. So, on a random planet, and letting you know all of these planets are in the same universe. All of these stories, in some way, could be connected if we wanted to, because it's all in the same universe. Yeah, it's not like parallel universes or whatever. Yeah, it's all in the same universe. So, yeah. Anyway, so, it started off with some random kid. Uh, he goes to school, right? He has just a daily life. This is just in a random city. Not no, he lives in a suburban, so he always his mom drives him to school every day. Besides, you know, the weekends. So, so not quite not quite a city, but not quite just farmland. Yeah, it's a suburban. Just a neighborhood. Literally. And then there's obviously like Yeah. And yeah. So he also has a forest in his backyard and a fence and he has like a super tall house. Like, very big. He's, his family's quite rich. They own a lot of land. They almost own... They also own the whole neighborhood. Their neighbor, The neighborhood is named their last name. So, they own the neighborhood. So... But people can live in it. It's just they are kind of like the rulers over that neighborhood, if you know what I mean. Anyways. They make major decisions. Yeah, they, they have a lot of... Like, the rules made... Like, the rules for the neighborhood are set by them. Anyways. So, yeah. So they drive to school, and they and he's he's getting he gets bullied a lot because he's like, they call him like, daddy's money, not a rich kid like daddy's money, because he gets a lot of money, and it's not his money, it's just from his parents, from his daddy. yeah, from his daddy and his mommy, so they call him the mommy and daddy, daddy daddy or mommy's money. So he gets bullied a lot. So, until one day. While at recess, he saw the gate. Like, so, like, there is obviously, there is, like, a park, right? Like a, like a little, uh, playground. And if you go further, there wasn't a gate, actually. There wasn't even a gate to protect kids. It's kind of sketchy, but then again, that, that whole area, if someone, there, there's, there's security around the area. So there's, like, a fence Surrounding this big area of field. But then, if you go, if you look out super far, there's forest that isn't fenced off. That someone could walk through the forest into the field of, that's already 
part of the school's yard, like, land. So, then they can walk across this, like, super blank grass field all the way to the playground where the school is. So, not very good, like, security-wise. Kind of sketchy. But other than that, pretty bad. So, this exact same would happen. This exact same would happen. So, it, d- it did happen to this this day, this one day. So, you know, it was his last... He This is like an elementary school. That's why there's a playground and all that. So, he goes out and he walks to the playground. And he's playing with his friends. His friend is Ian. His name is... Like, the main character's name is Timmy and Ian. Those are the main character's names. And they're both friends, so... <clears throat> they're just playing around. And... They walk all the way to the far area. Like, the teachers don't allow them to go past the playground. Like, they're like, hey, what are you doing? Come back to the playground. You do not go out further past the, over to those fields. That we might own that land, but we do not. It's way too, like, big an area where you could get lost in there. And, yeah, it's very uh, sketchy and sus because there's no fence there. So anyone can just walk. Then is the teacher is honestly... Didn't like the school that much, but they were getting paid money, so they loved their students. They cared for them a lot, so they loved. They had a passion for teaching. It but was they just, just they didn't like they the didn't not like the school whatsoever because of how bad it was. There was like no like barely any security. But then again, this area wasn't that like this where the school was. It was actually in a good like in a good area. It wasn't like a sketchy area. It was just so they didn't really think about security as much. So, yeah. So, they're going off, and they're doing the security. Not the security, because there is not. <laughs> there is security, of course. Like, you can't just come in. Like, they have, like... like that's not even the point of the story, so never mind. So, yeah. So, they, uh, Ian and Timmy, they're just like... What if we leave school? Because they're, they're like... We're always getting bullied. Because also, Ian's also a rich kid. They're like, we're always getting bullied. And we don't even do anything. We might be paid. We don't even, like, our parents don't even share a lot of money with us anyways. Yeah, like, we, we don't, don't have a lot of things. Yeah, we don't, like, have, like, a... They don't really have an allowance. Yeah, they don't They don't get paid. Like, they don't have an allowance or anything. They don't even have that good, nice clothes. They Like, the parents, honestly, are kind of selfish. But also, then again, they work for the money. It's also good to, it's also good to teach your kids that you can't just get money from your parents you with doing nothing. Yeah. Even working for, like, doing random jobs in the house does not deserve you money. I hate to break it to you, but it does not deserve you money. That's just my opinion. Anyways. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're like, we're always getting bullied. Let's just leave the school and go back to our houses. We have, like, a... In, all the way in the back, we... Because both their houses in the fancy neighborhood, they're, like, the neighborhood closest to the... Uh, school so like if you walked caught across the field into that forest past the forest that patch of forest you would get you there would be a fence there would be a fence and that that fence would be like hopping that fence would take would you would go into the rich neighborhood so which would also hop your fence that fence would also be hopping into someone's backyard but the good thing is those houses right against the forest were their houses so when they hopped it they would just be in their house and they created this little fort that actually was in the forest that they built that the, none of their parents knew, Ian and Timmy, that they were they were planning this for years. They're like, all right, so we would sneak into the forest, and our the the uh, fort that we created that was just in the patch of forest, we would go there and just stake out the rest of the day. And then, when the day is over, because they have watches, we're like when the day when the bout of school is over, they would go back to their houses and say, uh. So, our parent, like, bully stole our backpacks, so we didn't really get them. So, then, the parent, so, yeah, that's what they were trying to do. <clears throat> so, then, the parents would be like, oh, okay, let's call it school about this, because apparently, my kids got their bags stolen. But then again, anyways, let's get away from that. That was their main plan, to do that. But they didn't really have a logic. They didn't really think about how the school would literally call the people, call the like parents and be like, "Um, excuse me, your kid is missing from our school. I think this is a problem." That because I mean the kids they 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 keep attendance. I mean they wouldn't do that. So, yeah. 
So they go off. Now we're going to continue the story. So they're at the playground, like I said. And they're like, we're going to break out. This is the day. So they have this other girl that's like one of their friends named Randy. I don't know. Randy. Randy Lee. Randy Lee. And Randy Lee, short for Randy. They just called her Randy. But her full name was Randy Leah. Yeah, Randy Leah. But they call it. They, she just called Randy Leah. Randy Lee. Randy. <coughs> Rand. Rah. Ran, ra, er, literally from all of those. Anyways, so they're like, er, okay, that's what they called her. They're like, er, it's time. <gasps> so er is like, okay, let's do this. So he runs over, and she, what well, her plan was to literally take one for the team and climb up on this like rock, like this like rock, uh, climb thing. And she was like, this is the plan. So she purposely slips, and then her knee gets scraped pretty bad. That and she was in actual pain, but she was like, "Go!" She kind of winked at them. Was like, "This hurts a lot, but you guys gotta go. This is for us." No, she pretends to get hurt. She drops off, and then she pretends to get hurt, and she just covers it. And they actually brought marker. And some watercolor from art, they snuck it into their bags. So when they went to recess, they snuck it in their pockets. So she just scribbled some red marker on herself and some uh like red paint, so it would trickle down. And she also mixed it with black, so it would look realistic because it would be dark red. So she put it on her like on her knee to make it look it like she blew. like a scratch. Yeah, and then she would like and then she would put her hand over it, and then she would take her hand off that area and then raise it up. To make it look like there was blood on her hand. And be like, ah, I'm hurt. And then that that would give all the teachers to come and help her out. And that was the distraction that they needed. So when they heard that, the teachers were like, oh my goodness, let's go help her. And they are like, are you okay? And they are like, Timmy and Eden were like, hey, we got up. And then they just booked it. They just sprinted. They are like. <laughs> they were sprinting through the field. Until they were at least. 50 yards away from the school, like the playground. They were, like, sprinting, and eventually they got tired, and they just <clears throat> stopped. And they are pretty close to the forest, but the thing is, there was another 50 yards that they would have to run. So they were kind of tired out now. I mean, they're only, like, in third grade. So that was already enough for them. So they almost, like, were about to, like, fall over. They kind of just laid down for a little bit on the grass and kind of just calmed down. And they laid flat down in the grass, and the grass was pretty long, so the teachers were like, wait, where is Ian and Timmy? So they would look around, and they would look past the field, and they wouldn't see them. Like, oh, well, maybe they are just playing somewhere, so they don't want to think about it. <clears throat> and then, actually, no, they don't think about it until they get back into the back inside, because they're like, emergency, everyone, this girl got hurt, and if anyone's trying to escape, it would be now. So we need everyone to follow us back to the inside this school. But that was already too late because I, I, Ian and little Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, not little Timmy. <coughs> not, not little Timmy, uh, Timmy, Timmy, yeah. <coughs> Timmy, guys, Timmy, not it's little Timmy. <laughs> not little Timmy. Don't not little Timmy, bro. Not little Timmy. It's not little Timmy, I promise. I definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, I actually didn't. I slipped, and also, and also, I meant for it to be okay, but I, I slipped too early. <clears throat> yeah, so Timmy, not little Timmy, not little Timmy, Timmy and Ian. They, it was already too late, so they were booking him. Like I said, and they were just running down. They were just laying down. And then, <clears throat> then little Timmy got up, and he was like, "So I." Uh, you know how I've been living in a big mansion and got in school? Well, uh, in the distance, they see this random man kind of walk out. And uh, then Ian gets scared. He's like, who is that? Oh, that's my buddy, Melosius. What? Another connection. And then Ian was like, and then Ian was like, what do you mean? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was trying to say Melosius. He was like, Melosius, huh? Melosius. The name. His nickname is, uh, 
they call them dead hands. Don't it's not it's not meant to be bad. It's just he has really cold hands. So yeah. they call him dead hands. He's like his nickname is uh dead hands. And then he just kind of screamed and Ian ran off. And his friend that I knew for at least a year. Actually, not really that long. Because if we go all the way back, plot twist, little Timmy, he came, he, as you know, he's trying to take over the world with L- Melosius. If you, the universe. Yeah, the whole universe. So this whole connected universe. So he's literally taking over this area. Like this little schoolhouse. He's taking it all over this whole place. Anyways. So yeah, they're doing that, right? And, uh,. Basically, he, Melosius was his quote-unquote father, and they basically took the actual family that lived in that mansion, and took them, and they had a storm shelter, and tied them up in the storm shelter, and locked it up, and they were stuck there forever. Then, they took over that mansion, and pretended that they were the owners of the mansion, and he sent little Timmy off to school to collect data on the school. Because under the school was something that they needed. Very immensely. We don't really need, you know, and that was, uh, <laughs> the core. The core has a kit inside of it. The kit of unluckiness. It's under, uh, under the school, and that's where they needed to get to it. Because if they get it, and... They open it. It will make that whole. It will make the whole universe. No, if they they can, then they will capture. It will open it and this like weird like, like this weird like uh, wind stuff will blow out of it. So they'll capture it in a vial and it'll like be blowing around really rapidly. It's like a like almost like a tornado. <clears throat> and then they can put it inside anyone they want, and it will slowly make them get even worse luck the further they go on on life, until. It's over. So they'll get worse luck every day. And they have like a certain amount of time to survive. <clears throat> but their plan was to enlarge this. And put it. And be able to make it. And be able to like re like. Be able to figure out the ingredients in it. To cre- recreate many of. This like wind stuff. And then create so much of it. To take over the entire universe. <clears throat> yeah. And. They would use this, this essence, which would literally make everyone in the world except whoever who inhaled it would get this, uh, on this stain of unluckiness. Anyways, you don't really need to know any more about that, but yeah, so then Ian runs off back to school and they're like, little Timmy, and unless she's just like, you know what time it is. And then little Timmy ran, got, like, little Timmy called in their snake ship. Because <laughs> this is, you don't really, you wouldn't really know what the snake ship is. But basically all you need is to know that they got a snake ship. And they have the, a snake the, ship. The cord from the sky. Yeah, the cord from the sky. Anyways, I'm trying to think. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched Mo- the tale of Melosius, it really does matter right now. Honestly, guys, just saying. It kind of connects to a lot of our stories right now. Anyways, I mean, not really for, like, some of the stories. Just the stories I tell. Because I know where to go with it. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get into it. Let's continue the story. So, like I said, little Timmy, he got he pulls in their cold from the sky, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and they get in this snake ship. And they fly off. They slither right inside the, into the school, where a lot of people would be, because they are very not good people. So they just crash into the, the using their snake thing, they crash into the middle of the school, and just basically destroy half of the school. And it, and then, good thing no one was where the head of the, like, ship landed. No one, so everyone around it almost died, but good, no, no. So everyone was just surrounding it, and they're like... And they look up, and if the ceiling starts collapsing, so all of the students and everyone out were like, evacuate! So everyone was sprinting out. And then eventually, everything in the school would collapse except the floor, the base. And little Timmy pulled out his vacuum. He had a vacuum gadget. 
which was that was no he had, there was a vacuum attached to the snake, so the the snake mouth would open up. Cause there was snake people on that ship that they destroyed, and so they had a snake ship. So it like sucked up all the remains of the uh, base of the um, house, and then they're like, all right. And then Malicious and Little Timmy they started like getting drills and drilling into the ground until they drilled all the way until they hit metal, and then they found that there was a vault door under the base, and they like unscrewed the vault door. And then they heard police sirens, and then <clears throat> Moses was like, I really don't want to use my powers, so you might want to get out of here, because uh, <laughs> these things can hurt. Anyways, so they're just, so, <clears throat> so then uh, little Timmy was like, okay, yeah, we, we need to leave, because, yeah. <laughs> so then they uh, unscrew the vault door, and they lift it open, and they get inside, and it was a long ladder, so they just jump down. They don't care about climbing the ladder, they just, Moses. He caught little Timmy, then he landed on his feet. He's just fine like that. He just he's just like that. And <clears throat> there is the bio and he picks it up and he's like, Alright, let's get out of here. So they then they actually do have to climb up the thing, but they do it really fast. Like he jumps on, on side to side on the wall <clears throat> until he gets back to the hole. But then the all the police are surrounding the hole with their guns pointing at them. And then little Timmy is like, You really thought you're sly. And all of his goop monsters came out of his snake ship. Because like I said, one of the first episodes was... The first time they take over a ship was these weird goop monsters. That eventually, they killed the captain of the ship. That eventually gets destroyed. And if you, like, watch. If you listen to the episodes. It gets destroyed. But then, the, like, the monsters that were, like, ruling. They were new captains. And they were new captains of those goop monsters. So the goop monsters follow little Timmy Melosius' orders now. So... The goop monsters came out of the ship and started attacking the police officers and attaching to their heads, which which, which they're kind of like parasites. So then they kind of just fell over and they got corrupted. And then they just, little Timmy and Melissa just booked it back onto their ship and they flew off. They now have <laughs> the unlucky thing. But the thing is, it won't go as planned later on. So you'll see soon. Probably in part seven, because parts or later or later on in part part six of Tale of Melosius, because Tale of Melosius part six is coming up hopefully today if I can make another episode after this one, like today. <clears throat> but if I can't, then yeah, that's the end of that episode. That not this episode, but the end of that uh that story. So we'll move on to the next story. So uh, do you wanna give it a try or? Sure. Okay. Words. Actually. The water alarm. It that's what it, it's what it sounds like. The water alarm. Oh. Alright. So that will help. Won't be as muggy in here. The water alarm. <coughs> the tail of the water alarm. Okay. So Oh uh, I think Claudius is uh Babies are waking up. You're kidding. Are you serious? Alright, uh, they're waking up rapidly. <laughs> smoke in my face because <coughs> <coughs> they can't breathe fire yet because they have developed that power but they can cough smoke <sighs> unfortunate 
Okay, that's not good. air out the cave. Okay. Yeah, uh, t t turn the fan on and. <laughs> okay. Wait. Was it set to immediately call the fire department? It's burning down. Are you kidding me? Our whole, our whole lair, our emergency lair that we've been in for a long time is all burning down. Because of our dragons. Hi. We have to teach them like, we have to like fire train them or something. We can't just fire train them right now because they don't even, they can't even breathe fire. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, it's burning down early, so we're gonna have to go in the emergency room. It's fireproof. Never mind. That place is burning down too. Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally put fireproof in there. <laughs> Goodbye. <coughs> cool world. <coughs> Smoke is getting really thick right <coughs> Oh my gosh. I think we're actually gonna burn in here. Um, what about the secret entrance? Slash exit. Where? Seriously, you don't know about the <coughs> oh, Come on. <coughs> uh, <coughs> stay low. Wait, the dragons. Okay, they can okay. breathe in fire, though. They literally will be fine. Yeah, They're literally fire. Fire is literally healthy for them. Yeah. Like literally, if this place is burned down, they'll be they won't even be touched. Everything will be burned in ashes. <laughs> you know what? We don't need to talk about that. Let's go. <coughs> Come on. We gotta sneak through this crevice. <laughs> if you went around, it's it's like actually like I literally can't see anything. <laughs> Come on. Help. Help. <laughs> Okay. This is the crack that we're trying to sneak through because this is literally the secret entrance that I didn't exit. know about. Pull the pull the recording device. Get some of that content. Actually on fire. Uh, I a uh, bucket of water, right? Okay, I suffocated the fire. <coughs> now our lair is burning down. Fortunately, we are now sort of safe. Silent. <laughs> oh, Smokey's still on me. Okay. Now you can actually get to the story. The fire. Sorry, water alarm. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Do you have the dragons that actually haven't hatched yet? Their 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 shells aren't uh they haven't developed fireproof yet. Uh, it takes, it's only good. It's a month to Give do that. Give me a that. second. Give me a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> okay. Little oh, eggs. This thing is literally about to make everything burst in flames. Like it's <coughs> They're down at the stairs at the stairwell. <laughs> They're right here. Grab them. Okay, we gotta dive. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give me the eggs. 
<laughs> there isn't a door to that, Dumbo. I Okay, get the charger. Okay, now we have the little baby eggs that haven't developed the, the uh, fireproof, and they're safe. They're a little toasty, but... They're safe. They're, they're okay. <clears throat> I'm hear... Right, I They're still cracking a little bit. Because, <coughs> uh... <coughs> <coughs> now, free, be, feel free to go to the store. Alright. So... Not like our whole lair burned down, and we don't have anywhere to live anymore. Like, all of our food supply and everything is burned down. We're literally just in the random forest right now. Yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. I actually have a little bit of pocket money, so we have about $2.52 to live on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's nice. All right. So, the water alarm. So... So once upon a time, <clears throat> there was a school. We're all very school-themed today. So, there was a school. And, actually, no. Not a school. A lab. A lab with this stuff. So, it goes, and they go, and basically, they're, they're testing, um, like, near a volcano. They're actually in whole... They're actually in a place like Hawaii type of thing. Lots of volcanoes. They're testing everything. Like, seeing if they can create new materials, etc. So, they're doing this. And then, they have an alarm go off. It's the water alarm. Basically, what the water alarm is, is it kind of sounds like... And I know it kind of sounds like fire, but it's it's water. It's like rushing water. It sounds a lot like rushing water. So it's like... It just keeps on going. And... They're seriously scratching up that tree. What? The dragons are scratching up that tree. The eggs are hatching. Are you serious? They're scratching inside their eggshells. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And these eggs are big, just so you know. Yeah. Like it, they're like, like your whole. You'd take one. You'd have to have like a sack of eggs, and have two people carry that sack of eggs. Yeah. They're like at least <clears throat> four feet tall. No, not four feet tall. That's a little too big. Uh, probably like one foot tall. Yeah, they're big. Nice and big and heavy. And about two feet wide. Yeah. And now they're hatching to I make know. nice, big, plump babies. <coughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ready. I'm not ready for this! Ah! So, you can continue your story now. Heard that they take about uh two hours one? to fully hatch. Yeah, two hours to fully hatch. Anyways, so the water alarm went off, and so basically it sounds like rushing water, partially because <coughs> actually Wait, what's going on right now? The water alarm has just gone off in the lab that is by volcanoes, and so. <coughs> We will now focus on one vul vulcanist. I, I think that's the scientific term. Uh, and we'll call him Tommy. So Tommy over here, he's just chilling. He's doing his work. He's analyzing lava in a test tube when the alarm goes off. And he's just like, okay, it's probably like a test. And then the voice thingy goes off and says, this is not a test. So he's like, oh boy. So he goes... And he's kind of concerned because, like, this has never happened before. Also, they haven't really had any drills. They just got taught it, like, once in the academy, and uh, that was done. So he's just like, okay, what do I do? And the thing is that that water sound, so that sound of rushing water, that's actually, uh, that's actually real water. Because in case of a small flame, 
that could easily go up in flames because the whole area is very, very hot. Uh, they actually, they actually flood the entire place with water. So that rushing water sound, that's actually water rushing in from a huge, 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 huge tank. So, he's just like, okay, so I think the first step is to get to the rafts. Because these, these are like, not just any regular rafts, they're, they're metal rafts, but they also float. They're kind of like mini boats, so that just in case like a little bit of, like, the water gets really hot, it'll be okay. So, this is going on, and, uh. Oh, so they're going like this, and so he starts going to the rafts, and um, then he gets there, and he's on like the opposite side of the facility, and all the rafts are gone. There's no rafts, and he's like, "What?" He's like, stuck on it by himself, basically. Yeah, everybody else is gone. Actually, there's about twenty other people in the building. And they didn't have enough rafts because they had renovated some of the rafts and so they were gone. So they didn't have enough. So now he's just like, okay, so think clearly. There's a bunch of boiling water because it's uh, probably going to be extremely hot and it's going to douse all the fires. But uh, so it's either face the fires or face boiling water. So he's just like, okay, what am I going to do? So... He is just like, okay, I have to escape. And he realizes, hey, there's actually a roof. And he thinks about, like, all those hurricanes and how people get on the roofs through the attics. How they chop their way through or something. And they make it on the roofs and they wait for help. So he's just like, okay, so I have to make it there first. Before the water makes it there. And so he starts going and he goes the quickest way he goes. He's running because he is full of adrenaline because he's really scared. Although he's actually really good at, like, keeping cool in his head. His adrenaline's still pumping. So he's going. And he runs. And then he hear, starts hearing, like, a little... And he's just like, uh-oh. But the stairs are just in front of him. So he runs faster and then he goes... And so he's running faster and faster. <coughs> faster and faster and faster and faster. still getting depression. What? The smoke is still getting depression. Yeah. So, he's going faster and faster and faster and faster. He leaps up the first five steps, something he's actually never done before. And the water hits the stairs. Fortunately, he gets up just enough to where only a few drops of the water get get on him. And so he starts racing up, racing, 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 racing. He goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And then he's about two floors away from the top. And then... Um, he realizes that the water's catching up to him. It's going really fast. Not only that, but there's a fire up top on this stairwell, which is actually the very fire that caused the entire thingy to go off. So he's like, oh no, I gotta hurry. But he's just like, how am I gonna get through? So he manages, he's just thinking, and he's just like, okay, I don't have a jacket. I can't beat it out or anything. He's just wearing a t-shirt. The the regulations of clothes was actually pretty lax. So he's just wearing a t-shirt. He's just like, this is a super thin t-shirt. It's not going to beat this thing out. So he's just like, then he gets a crazy, <laughs> crazy idea. And he is like, and he sees a, a little bucket. And he's just like, yo, what if I went up to the water, which it now stopped, like, actually, like, like going like, <sighs> it was now kind of still, but steadily getting um, bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's just like, what if I took some of that water? And I doused it. Doused the fire. And so he goes. And he scoops it up. The water is actually rising pretty fast. So he's just like, okay, this is going to have to be like one shot or nothing. And so he goes. And he throws it. And there's just a tiny little gap. And then it stops. And he's like, uh-oh. So he's just like, okay. And now he hardly have to, has to walk like 20 steps before he reaches the water. Last time he had to only go, he had to go 50. So he knows it's rising really fast. 
So he goes, scoops up the water, takes off his t-shirt, and then he throws it, and he starts beating. And he makes a hole wide enough for him to go. And he keeps on going. And the stairs are kind of broken by now because they've been, like, damaged by the fire. So he keeps on going, running faster and faster and faster. One even cracks, and he just, like, leaps off it before it just tumbles down. And so he keeps on running and running and running until finally he reaches the top. And he opens the hatch, and then he gets on the roof. And, he's, and then he actually sees a few other people there. And they're just like, we've been waving for, like, ever, and nobody's shown up. And then one of them sees a helicopter, and they're just like, hey, come get, save us. There's a fire, and there's water, please. So they go, and nothing happens. And they stay there for another 10 minutes, and they hear the fire steadily getting bigger, and they feel the building shake. And then they see a plane. And they're just like, help us. And the pilot does notice them. But he's just like, yeah, I can't rescue them. Because I'm a plane. But he radios the nearest helicopter. Which just happens to be the one that totally ignored them. Rude. And, um. He goes and radios them. He's just like, uh, there's some people on this building. This facility top. Can you go save them? Because it's like, really bad saving. Or else why would they get on the roof? And so the helicopter goes, and they rescue them, and they go off. And that is the end of the fire alarm. Water alarm, sorry. Nice. Just letting you know, I've officially climbed up on a tree. That's why you didn't hear it like anything from me. Because, you know, I'm more like the, t- I'm, I'm the more talkative one in this <coughs> podcast. Promise you, I'm actually not this talkative. Talk- I'm like, actually... Less talkative than Preston, most likely, like in real life. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. You would? Oh, okay. Just wondering. Anyways. By the way, I've also found a tree. Adjacent trees. Nice. <clears throat> We're at minute 42. Um, that's pretty good, but obviously marathons cannot be a minute 42. So we have 28 more minutes to spare, at least. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, let's do another story. You come up with the words, I'll tell the story. Alrighty. Tube. I already did a story with, like, a tube. We did? I feel like it. Okay. Paint? No. That's, like, artist-related. I know this room is literally, well, we're in a forest. How are you coming up with these words? From my big boy brain. How about two? We can come, we can we can do a story of two. Um. <clears throat> uh. <clears throat> He's okay, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um. We we don't have lung cancer. We don't. Two, and. <clears throat> hugger. Hugger. Hugger? The tube hugger? Yes. I don't know why, but maybe it's this tree influencing me. Tree to hug. Okay. Um. You hold dead hands. Oh my gosh. You have dead hands right now. Like, usually touch your neck with them. Oh, yeah, they're uncle. That's what my friends call them dead hands. It's funny. Anyways. So, yeah. Let's get into it. <clears throat> so, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, the tube hugger. <laughs> um, so, first off. Ah, Jonathan. Um, he was driving down... A very windy road. Very windy road. Until he stopped. A stop sign. Whoa. Wow. That was totally Wow. That was crazy. Like, who stops at a stop sign? Dang. I thought that meant go. Yeah, he's like breaking the law. Nah, bro. He's passing the law. What? Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. 
back in this day, like, no one get, doesn't, everyone breaks a lot nowadays. Anyways. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know who stops at a stop sign. Yeah, like, I once saw somebody stop at I was, I was literally taught to literally hunt down people who stop at stop signs. Yeah, I saw one, and then we just went, like, crazy mode. We chased after them. Yeah, we were, I literally ran after them with barefoot. I was literally just going outside, taking the mail, and in my, like, a long time ago, and I still had a family. Anyways, I was looking out in the, into my uh, curb, and I saw this person stopping at a stop sign. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. And I dropped that mail, and I just spinning towards him. <clears throat> With literally barefoot. I ran on a gravel road barefoot. And I was just like, come here, boy. <clears throat> so. And that is the term of the story. Then, right when he did that, the whole world was just alerted by that. So, actually, you know. People in the distance <clears throat> saw that. So. There was this big group of some messed up people. But, I mean, it's the truth, though. You should really do this. Anyways. They started breaking at the doors, and there was like, ah, I'm just stopping at a stop sign, man. I'm, I'm. And then I, the people surrounding his car was like, no one actually follows the law. And then they just open the door up. They just eventually break the window, knock out Jonathan, and he woke up in a tube. But he was tied around it in a way that his legs were tied up around it, and his stomach was pressing against uh, the tube. Not his back against it. His arms were pulled in front of him around the tube. So he couldn't see his hands. Because they were curving around the other around the other side. So it was like he was hugging the tube. So that's how we get the tube hugger. So he's wake he woke up on the tube and it was like And he was pretty high up in the ground. <clears throat> but it was underground, he noticed that. And like Small drips of water hit his head now and then. And it, and it was very silent. And it was getting really annoying. Eventually. So he was like, How about you not drip water on my head? So this was that for a while. He was alone for a long time. And he was like, I was driving my car, following along these random Indian boys. Just brushed down my... Not Indian. I don't know who they were. But, like, they were hooded and everything. They had masks and stuff. So you couldn't tell who they were. And what ethnicity or what they looked like. Men or women. He couldn't even tell. Because in a split second, they're like, No one breaks the law. <clears throat> and then... I mean, no one follows the law. And then he woke up. Strapped around. On, on a tube. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was hard to look around. His face was pressed up against the tube, basically. So he was like, I do not see anything. So eventually, he eventually just went to sleep. But then, right when he's about to fall asleep, someone whacks him in the head. And he wakes and he's like, wakes up right at a minute. He's like, bro, I'm about to go to sleep. And he was like, no one sleeps here. They untie, they don't even untie him from, from the tube. They just keep on talking to him. And he's like, so he can't see them because his face is so pressed up against the tube. He can breathe just a little bit, just a little bit, just enough air to keep him alive. <clears throat> like, he almost is passing out. Because of how much air he can't... He's not taking it. So, he's just looking... So, the the guys surrounding him were just like, Yeah, so, uh... You didn't follow the law, did you? So, you're gonna be hugged onto this tube for the rest of your life. How does that feel? And then... Mildly uncomfortable. Yeah. And then... This girl came from the distance... But, like, a girl voice came from distance. So, obviously, the, the, they started calling Jonathan the, the tube hugger. So, they are just like, look, boss, we got a tube hugger. And it was a girl, and she just kept on laughing. She just started laughing. She was like, ha, that's funny. They had this weird accent. I don't know. And then sometimes they speak in this weird, like, alien language. Like, what you talking I don't know what they're saying, but, yeah. And they started laughing, and Jonathan was getting ticked. So, in his muffled mouth, because his mouth was pressed up against two, and he said, Release me from falling I will break you bones. The one word that came out clearly was bones. And break. 
and break. But they heard it the wrong way. Break so. No. So, the alien. So then they were like, "Oh, you want us to break your bones?" And then Jonathan was like shaking his head. It was like, "Oh, it's too late." So then, the next day, his arms were and his arms and legs were broken. Wow, he was still strapped up. So he was in a lot of pain. I feel very bad for him. He was knocked out for like five days. Yeah. They also whacked at his head for a little bit too, which knocked him out pretty good. So he's getting beaten up pretty bad. (coughs) And then, eventually, he gets untied. Finally, he finally gets untied. And then they're like, We'll put you out of your misery. And then he he hits, he falls to the floor, and he, and he's just staring up at the ceiling, and this blue face person looks down at him. So if you watch episode five, not episode five, episode twenty, you would know that this blue lady, yeah, that blue lady, <clears throat> from that specific uh, that weird hive mind planet, is actually still alive. That you know how that that planet planet grabbed her by the roots and threw her up in the air and then slammed her down, but then you never saw her again. You just think she's dead. Somehow she survived. I really don't know. Maybe we'll go into that next episode. Anyways, so she was alive and she's with this gang from this random, and now she's at this random planet. I'll go into that on next episode how she survives and stuff. So <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. So she, and then they're like, we'll put you out of your misery. So one of them pulls out this lawn spear. But then he was like, no. But then. But actually, this wasn't like the same necessarily same girl. This was actually a man with a beard, actually. And he was a blue tone. But then the boss can was like, wait, wait, wait. We don't need to put him out of his misery. His misery isn't over. <laughs> Putting out of his misery is helping him. He broke the He actually followed the law. I mean, who does that? Who does that? So then they just drag him in a lot of pain because his legs are still broken. So they, they, they just, he's, they're just dragging him. Using his shirt, they're just dragging him. <clears throat> Eventually they drag him outside. <clears throat> and they tie him up for the night. Against a tree. Tree hugger. And they're like, ha. You're still a tree you're still a tube lover, aren't ya? Tree hugger. <laughs> they're stupid idiotic lives. And then they're like I hope you have fun getting eaten by the wolves. Yes, there were wolves outside. And then he hears this like vault door type thing close and he was stuck there for the night. And when it hit nighttime, he heard wolves in the distance howling. And they went, oh, and growling. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> and he was very stressed, like sweating from everywhere. Some places that he didn't even know he had sweat glands in. Anyways. He was just, like, shaking now. As well. Goosebumps and everything. Everything. His hair standing up. Literally every, anything that can make you scared, that happened to him. And then he heard the wolves approaching. Steps, cracks, growls. Then he heard one peering, getting even closer and closer and closer. Anyways, then without even knowing the wolf was opening its mouth, but then he heard a squeal. And someone was like spearing all of the wolves. And he heard all these squeals. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> Please don't tell me there's a bigger monster. And then he sees like his ties are getting untied, and he follows over again, looking up at the stars. And then 
this person wearing a hood unmasks themselves. And they pull him up on his feet. But then he couldn't really pull, actually stand up. And he's like, ah! And he's like, they broke your legs and, you, and your arms. Wow. That's oh. tough. So she grabs, this is another girl. She pulls out these bandages and wraps them up and binds them up with her, uh, binds her, binds the bones up. And the thing is, she pulls it up, and it's the blue lady. <laughs> the same blood-cut blue lady. And she was like, oh yeah, I, I was actually on an undercover, I was actually undercover. Um, I had to take out those stupid idiots. And he, and then he looks down and he sees all the wolves and their remains just chilling there. He's like, ah! You did that? And he was like, she was like, yep, I did. And she has a spear and she's like, sorry for uh, breaking your bones. And then he was getting, he was about to swing his arm, but then he remembered he can't do that like at all. So he's like, ah! Uh, he's like, let me, I'll, I'll bandage you up. So she eventually uh, straightens, uses these sticks and some bandages to straighten his legs up and his like arms. Yeah, like a cast. <clears throat> and then she was like, meet my tribe. And there was a bunch of blue people. They were all like singing these like chants and having fire. And they're dancing around the fire because, you know, they're just having fun. This is just how they do, having fun. They're not doing any rituals. They're just having fun. Anyways. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And also took out those annoying punks that say, you break the law, whatever. I don't even belong to this planet. My planet was a hive mind planet that uh, we left because uh, got of stupid people. Melosius and little Timmy. And he's like, who are those people? And then she was like, they're trying to take over the world, become supreme overlords. Of the I, I made a deal with them, but then they cut my throat, basically. They, like, metaphorically. Figuratively. Figuratively. They stabbed me in the back, figuratively. And, uh, they, uh, all fed me to the hive mind, technically. But I survived. Because that it actually spiked me into water, not into the ground. And then my the remnants of my tribe, because we had a hovering hut. Because if you were standing on the land, the turf of the ground, the hive mind would sense it and have its roots send out to hunt it. Hunt whatever is touching the, the, the ground. So we had hovering huts. And some malosious crap destroyed all of, our, all of our huts. And the remainder of our tribe is right here. We migrated to this planet. And that is where we are now. <coughs> We're here to take revenge on Melosius. We're going to destroy them all. Including little Timmy and Melosius. We're going to blow up their ship, take it over, or whatever we can. When they're celebrating, done. And then, <clears throat> Jonathan was like, Well, uh, that sounds not bad. I mean, that sounds pretty good. I would actually love to be in that. Because whatever these people are, they sound terrible. But I mean, you were pretty bad too. But then she was like, Promise me, I had to do it. So then... <clears throat> So then I could fit in. Because they stole, those people stole my necklace. When we first got onto this planet. So I had to go undercover with them. And I actually covered myself, covered my face, and did all these weird crap things. So then I could get in with their, with their like, gain or whatever. And then, stabbed them in the back. Uh, figuratively and, and physically. So, yeah. And then he was like, okay. Alright, so then they're like, well, we have a ship right here, so uh, feel free, if you want to hop in, we're going to take them out. We're going to figure out where they are, and it'll be over for them. <coughs> that is the end of that story. <clears throat> so yeah, that would be another continuation. <coughs> Hope you enjoy that story. And that's why you just like, in general, don't, don't, like, don't stop at stop signs. No, no, that's not the moral of the story, but you know. Don't stop at stop signs. What are you doing? Honestly. We're joking. This is a joke. Do not take this seriously. Please stop at stop signs. Anyways. Follow the law. Yeah. Follow the law. But if you don't, you'll end up like those gang people who got stabbed in the back metaphorically and physically. So, hope you learn your lesson. Now, I'm gonna... Ah! I'm good. I definitely didn't fall from a tree.
And, uh... I like how he said two hours, because down here the eggs are hatching right now. Climb down. Uh, they're, they're breaking right now. Um, we hit on an hour. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> Defend yourself. We've done this before. We've done this before. We know what that. We, we can handle it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we only have one shield. Ah, just take this. Protect ah. yourself. Ah. Hold it. Ah. That was their growling. Yes, they're growling. They're hatching. Okay, uh, the next thing we did was we sprinkled this on them and put them to sleep. <laughs> okay. Whew. We got that done. And all of the eggs have now hatched. <clears throat> Ten eggs. <coughs> and our lair is still burning down currently. Yeah. And spreading to the rest of the forest. Yeah. Including where we are. <laughs> <coughs> ah, we gotta run. <laughs> Come on, get the dragons. Pick them up. Okay, uh, uh, the other dragons, where are they? Oh, they're just, uh, they're still in the lair. Forget about them. Uh, in here. Okay, we're gonna get in here, and, uh, we're gonna leave. Ah! Uh,